Exactly. Where politeness reigns. Where politeness reigns supreme. You have come to this podcast for well, podcast reasons. Hopefully. <laughs> hopefully for podcast reasons. And if not, then welcome anyways. If, you, if you've come for non-podcast reasons, uh, disappointment may ensue. <laughs> there needs to be a lost sock level of turned about, but welcome all the same. <laughs> But yeah, uh, at any rate, welcome to uh, Always Strikes Last Age of Sigmar podcast. Uh, I'm Miles, and I'm joined as always by my co-hosts, Matt and Jack. Hello! Hello! All right. So, this thing off. we were talking uh, earlier about, about starting armies, huh? Mm-hmm. Think, well, certainly I'm, I'm starting an army, so that's yeah. exciting. That's true. That's true. And that, that is, of course, coincidentally, the topic for today, the soup du jour. <laughs> Starting an army, what spawns it, the feelings around it, what gets you to go plunk on down those dollars or euros, as it may be, uh, for the right. for the plastic, and uh, kind of how that develops. And, and Miles here is going through that experience as part of his sneaky backdoor British invasion covered in the right. episode title last <laughs> week. <laughs> he is starting afresh with a new army for a new land. Yeah, it is fittingly green. It is green. Uh, yeah, working these iron jaws. They are. I'm painting them blue and red. So somewhere, but I couldn't decide between uh, what was it, the choppas and the blood tooths. So had to sort of pick something in between. I love how they're looking so far. I mean, it's yeah. uh, for for those who can't see or who never will see, you know, likely for a while because this is a podcast and not supposed to be a visual medium. They're pretty cool looking. They have little checkers. They're very colorful. Uh, I think, Miles, you had a name for the army, right? But I have a name for your army as well. Oh, nice. Uh, yeah, we went um, back and forth. We It's, uh, uh, was it Big big Chompas Tooth Chompas? It's a lot of, that's a lot of syllables there. Yeah. It, it is a lot of <laughs> syllables. Um, I thought that tooth choppas was just not cool enough, sort of, on, to stand on its own. And so I want, and that way, you know, the 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 ultimately get, I'll get the the maw crusher and the mega boss, and he'll be big champa, or maybe the maw crusher is big champa. I don't know. There's no, you know, either good. way, big champa is going to be around doing stuff, probably chomping. Well, in I'm, in I'm any case, it'll still work. Yeah, <laughs> it, it definitely it definitely works. But I ha I have to take the opportunity to plug for an alternative name. If it can somehow overtake the original conception, if you like it, you want to roll with it. Yeah, totally fine. But I think you like it. The Take Motley it, Crew. Nah, throw, it, throw it straight back. The Motley <laughs> Crew, because they're like yeah. basically in gestures panoply anyway, and it's very funny to me. <laughs> <laughs> See now, I had I had an interesting take when looking at them because this goes back to a conversation we've had a while ago, and I can't remember if we've talked about it on the podcast. But Cruel Boys, mm -hmm. we um, you know as as we've all talked about, Cruel Boys are a uh, uh, very busy models, and it's really hard yeah. uh, to enjoy a lot of the paint schemes that we've seen 
on Cruel Boys, right? Yeah. Just because there's so much going on. Yeah. No, and despite them being, uh, you know, quite a lot of excellently, you know, very technically well painted. uh, Beautifully painted ones. But the composition is still like complex on the model, right? So at some point we were talking about, well, why don't we apply Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles colors to them? And in seeing these works painted, the first thing I thought was that's the paint scheme for the for the cruel books. books. (laughs) That's what we need to do. Yeah, Uh, high impact. Yep, that's that's it. You captured it right there. So, (laughs) so what really brought you into like? Uh, why orcs exactly where the journey begin this is about the oh, new sure. army, so, right? so this, this is getting at our topic right starting a new army and uh really the the idea for the orcs was uh trying to hit a couple different venn diagrams uh one is you know i've had this long-term shoulder uh injury and so was trying to play an army that had a low number of models um so you know, some contenders there were uh, Stormcast or, you know, um, uh, like a Varengard Archeon style list or something like that. Or, you know, and then Iron Jaws, um, Ogre Maw Tribes or, or um, uh, what's the other one? BCR. The other kind of, yeah, BCR. There we go. You know, something mm-hmm. in that sort of range. Um and then uh, I think the the tipping factor was the free quote unquote free uh, Warhammer plus uh, miniature that I'm getting in the mail later this week. Nice. <laughs> so- god. Oh my god! Can can we just take a moment before we go any farther to say that somewhere out there in the GW marketing department, if someone watches this podcast, they're going to be just exultant. I knew it would work. <laughs> And we gave everybody a free mega boss, and we just like the number of Iron Jaws armies skyrockets, or Big Wah, possibly That's Big true. Wah, yeah, right? or Big Wah, or Big Wah, absolutely. So in doing um, that, like, so so what was it? You had you had a uh, you had the Big Wah boss, or you had the boss and shoulder right. injury, right? Yes, yes. Well, so I uh, wanted to. Um, I wanted to pick an army. I was already looking only at armies that had low model counts, you know, or, or had prominent builds in low model with low model count. You know, I didn't want to be running 120 infantry. Mm -hmm. And in like prominent builds, do you mean like something that you could actually take to a tournament and win or do like top three or like did that factor? Yeah. or Or at least, you know, I don't know if, you know, it's it's always hard to say because you know different sub factions rise and fall all the time you know um but more you know in terms of uh competitiveness but you know looking at sub factions and being like okay this is a supported sub faction this has you know they've got maybe a named character or they've got you know they've definitely got something that facilitates that this would be like um the um looking at like the all nights uh um what's that uh uh shoot i'm i'm completely blind. vampires vampire oh, black knights yeah black knights yeah the all black knights uh sub faction that you run for the vampire counts whatever their new name is soul soul blight grave lords there we go 
Yes. Um, Legion of Blood. You got Soul it. Blood, yeah. Grave Lord. So just, you know, I, I was looking for that level of, um, this is a sub-faction. We've given it a name. Maybe it's appeared in more than one book. You know, it's going to be a, a, a supported uh, sub-faction. Maybe it's the worst one in the book. But at least it's, you know, it's supported. You know, this is a, mm-hmm. this is a, pro- this is a on-purpose build for this army. Or an, it's an explicit build. Like the mainstream sort of thing, where it will come again in some iteration down the various GW releases and, and updates. Exactly, which is, yeah. I think, all you can ever hope for with, with an army. Yeah, not not having your army fall into irrelevance, or uh, even worse, like being legended, right? Oh, right. Yeah. <laughs> I've never done uh, that. Never at all. <laughs> not me. Um, but I had I had for you guys. I was thinking about this topic uh, earlier today. Uh, in getting in preparation, and I had this thought experiment for you two, uh, since you're not starting a new army right now, but let's imagine... Okay, Matt's always starting an army, but uh, let's let's imagine that uh, Games Workshop tomorrow drops the full set of Undead Elves on us. Oh my god. Undead Elves? Yeah, I don't know. I just picked... it, It was something they haven't done yet. Okay. Something amazing that I, I couldn't say no to. I mean, that would right. be like, yeah, okay. What's what is what is your strategy? Knowing nothing, you know, we can make up whatever we want about the faction because it doesn't exist, You're right? But like, what is the thought process of how do we go about? How do we go about? Like, we've picked this as our as our army. Now mm-hmm. what? Oh man, I guess that's a that's a pretty good question. Well, should I lead this one off, Matt, or do you want to start? Yeah, take a jack. All right. So, so for me, I think the pattern would probably loosely match what has happened before. First, there's the initial lure. And it's sort of like I'm, I'm flirting with these models. I'm looking at them and thinking how cool they are. And it's like I haven't yet made a financial decision to do this, but it's sort of working in the back of my mind like an acid. Uh, and not, <laughs> not too much time will pass before I'll find some justification to maybe like dabble in it or to try out for like a theme army or a concept or, and you know, the, the, probably the most nefarious is if they release like an underworld war band or something, you know, they're really like, like let it be bite sized to get in or like a war cry thing. Cause then it's like, mm-hmm. Oh yeah, well I can have this existing game. I want to love these models. I'll try this out. And from there, it's a very immediate, oh, but now I already have these models. I might as well try this faction. I'm so close to a 1,000 points. But mm-hmm. probably the tipping point comes when I find a theme. I think it's some cool thing to do. Maybe I'll buy the book to understand what it does because, you know, need to know about it for competitive play. Mm-hmm. And then I'm like halfway there. And all of a sudden, it's just a couple kits away. Maybe if I buy over X dollars, I get a discount. You know, I, I will find any hook to get myself in there. And all of a sudden, there's a pile of plastic. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, I think for me, uh, let's, let's say, let's say it's, it's Famir. Why the hell not? Right. Sure. Uh, for me, or I, uh, for me, it's, um, I usually, it, if it's, if it's an army that I'm already hooked on the lore, I'm, I'm ready to go. Right. Um, and so what are, I are tend- you saying? You're not hooked on the lore of these undead elves that I just sprung on you. Not particularly. With no, other, with no other information. No, no. They they have to be some amazing. Like if they were all like undead hydras, then yeah, that'd be super cool. But like, <laughs> I'm uh, not saying we can't have undead hydras. I generally think of elves as pointy ear jerks. Um, sure. And I tolerate my wood elves. 
sitting in my case being completely you know squatted so uh because cities of sigmar is not I, I think it's more just you know anger over the fact that every time i choose an elf faction they get uh they get squatted in some way or another they get worse um, than they were yeah. yeah yeah so um so you know and and death is a faction where it's like cool i love the you know the artistic capability there and i want i want to have some of them just to mm -hmm. change things up but um you know the it doesn't really grab me as much as chaos always does so i'm going to lead lead towards chaos here um but generally what the first thing i do is i go okay so you know i i do i like the models like are these models good are these models that I can sit and take my time and like, can I batch paint these and not want to kill myself? Right. Um, and the perfect example of this is like, uh, you know, my grot army, like I went and bought 60 grots. I love the models, um, but I don't love them enough to batch paint 120 grots. Mm. Right. So I ended up getting 60 of them and being like, you know, I'm not really interested in that. Um, and then the, you know, um, when it came to the rats, which Skaven is the army that I'm starting up now, it's like, mm -hmm. I love painting Skaven. So cool. That's an easy one. I can paint 120 Skaven. I'm totally fine with that. Uh, so it comes down to like, can I, do I like these models enough to batch paint? Are they going to be easy enough to batch paint? And then the, the second thing is, well, um, <laughs> I'm usually a madman in that, I try and buy the entire army that I want to play. I usually sit and have like an idea of what I want to play with what I have. So um, instead of going out and kind of like looking at, uh, you know, net lists or something, I'll get my hands on as many rules as I can, whether that's buying the book ahead of time or, you know, scouring the rumors and being like, does this interest me from a rule set? Right. Mm -hmm. So, if I find a unique way of playing them that is fun to me, usually meaning like the army is fast and something else happens, but as long as it's fast, right. Um, then that's another check on the box. And then after that, I start looking at, you know, well, what's the, what's the actual cost of these? Like, um, is this something that I can like, Put together quickly um or have the ability to get ready quickly in order to get to a 2k list like i very rarely will start at a, a thousand points i want to be able to play predominantly with the amount of players around me um and that has to start at a 2k list in our area um because nobody wants to play 1k or one you know 1250 or 1500 points it's always 2k because everybody here wants to play 2k I, I don't get it, but that's how it is. Sure. <laughs> uh, so then, um, so then the next thing is like, okay, I've checked, I've checked all these boxes. Can I play them at two K? What's the price of that? I've already been thinking about this, and um, the time that all of that has happened is usually about the time that they fall out of favor. I will never buy an army right out of the box. So I usually wait at least for an hour, maybe, or sorry, a month, two months, three months, right? Sure. Um, before making the actual like push to buy them. Um, that being said, Skaven were the first one in a while where I'm like, whoa, okay, this is super cheap. I got the starter box, right? 
or the split box. And generally, those are big ways of getting in too, right? You buy the split box for an army that you already have. Sure. The other ones sit there and you're like, I'll throw this on eBay. And then you decide, eh, why not? Right? For the other half. It always happens that way. It's it's like that scene, like in like uh, Lord of the Rings, with Bilbo is trying to get rid of it. It's like, but why not? Why shouldn't I keep it? Yeah. I do the same thing. I have half of an old Stormcast box with like the Night Hunt in it, and every once in a while, I feel like a pull in that direction. Like, oh, well, well I could just. You play with these models. Why not? I really don't have much of an interest in doing it, but like, it's always there. It's like an undertow. <laughs> yeah. <be> wary of. <laughs> yeah. And that's that, that actually kind of stopped me from buying a lot of those split boxes for a while. Like, except for when the, uh, that Sylvaneth Skaven one came out, I was like, okay, yeah, I need Sylvaneth. Need more Sylvaneth. We'll round out the army that I already have with Lady of Vines. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, but yeah, that's, that's generally, where like a couple armies have come from. Like I have a full daughters of Cain army that just came from the other side of that Slanesh box as I've been building up the Slanesh army. So I just keep on finding those boxes cheap. And I'm like, it's actually cheaper to buy the full mm-hmm. box than to buy all the sure. things individually. Right. So then you end up with a ton of daughters of Cain. Yeah, that's, it's certainly a factor there, and maybe maybe something else which is notable. You kind of mentioned, Matt, but which is interesting is that time lag between the inspiration, the acquisition, the build, so you can actually play with the stuff, and kind of how you feel about the army by the time you're actually ready to do so. Because because sometimes you get thrown for a few loops. I, I know that mm-hmm. I myself, speaking of daughters of Cain, tend to not like to play armies which are considered really strong or kind of meta breaking because you know I don't want to sit across the table from someone. Who's assuming I'm winning just because I brought the new hotness if I win yeah. at all. Uh, so it's a very big downer for me. And I lovingly put together that same box. And I had from earlier acquisitions and just the theme I was trying to develop back when it wasn't cool, like 30 or 40 snake ladies and Marathi and all this stuff. And then it was like, boom, both snakes are in. And I'm like, never touching you again. Sit in the closet. <laughs> <laughs> Too hip for me. Too hip for me. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I need my my uh, Warhammer vinyl. <laughs> Yeah, I feel like there is um, there is a, a bit of an art to once you sort of you've established, you've started on the concept, you've thought a little bit about a list, and then figuring out okay, how do I buy what I want with the best deal possible? That you know, really like, I, it really is an art form, right? Like, That's can true. I get? It's like, oh, if I think about this right, this army is really just like three start collecting boxes and then two other units, you know, or like this army is really two halves of this other box plus three other units or yeah, something like that. And I know a lot of people frown on it, but I don't care. I've been giving, giving Games Workshop money for like, it's going to be like 26, 27 years soon. Mm-hmm. So like... I don't mind going on eBay and like, I don't oh, care sure. how many people are going to like be upset about that. Um, probably the one person that's listening to this episode, <laughs> but like to you, whatever, man, like, uh, like I think sometimes too, uh, things that will sway my decision. Cause again, this is like months out. Like I want to make sure that if I'm going to pull the trigger on the army, 
um, you know, that I'm going to enjoy at least one aspect of the hobby, right? Which is either playing um, or painting, right? Those two for me are the big ones because right. screw putting models together. There is nothing fun about that um, yeah. unless you're converting up chaos, which is why I tend to lean on chaos. Mm -hmm. Okay. Don't forget about the third aspect of the joy, which is box hoarding. Just looking at your trove, knowing of all the potential model energy sitting there. <laughs> yeah, you guys can't see it, but there's like there is a uh, there's, there's a pile a, that's taller than Matt next to him of of I am, boxes. I am sitting, but yes, it is taller. It's like one of those like restaurant freezer walk-in metal shelves. Uh, anybody who's a cook will know exactly what that means. Yep, but it's yep. full of like the uh what are they sprues yeah, 28 quart bins like i've got at least 15 of them just full of oh, sprues um and armies ton of armies in there but yeah i i does it does it help with your uh your box cred if there's anybody else who can beat your box cred you know then you are failing at that as aspect of the harvey hobby but you are winning at the other aspect of the hobby of painting them so it's really a 50 50 dance of you know how much do you have acquired versus you know how much you have put together right when it comes to that that's that's very true it's uh and of course you know after you've had the box long enough i don't know if it's the same for you guys or for our listeners but i sort of forget how much money i paid for it i start viewing it oh, as if yeah. it's just always been there like some free thing that, that money is gone and cannot be re like doesn't yeah. matter it, it cannot be reclaimed in any way shape or form uh, i yeah. mean other otherwise like you're you're stuck in extreme buyer's remorse right like yeah <laughs> so <laughs> you're like oh okay yep. I mean, some of the stuff you can turn around and sell. I mean, I remember when I got like uh, the beast, the beast of chaos dice. I somehow got them for like twenty five percent, like five dice of them, or five packs of those dice, and turned around and sold them. So, like sometimes you can actually get your money back for them. Mm -hmm. um, so I guess you could see some of them as an investment, but it'd be like the most low roi ever investment for most of it um they're worse than cars once you buy them the quality or the uh the worth goes down so. <laughs> immediately, oh, yeah. immediately especially once you uh, assemble them or paint them like no i don't want that scheme so oh, thanks for my hundreds of hours of effort here you go <laughs> yeah yeah you either have to have an entire army fully painted to the highest nth degree or mm -hmm. but even then I, uh, I had a question for the two of you guys. I think uh, this came up. Uh, I was chatting with a friend of mine about this. Is, it came up when I was building my Space Marines army, which is for a different game that we won't talk about. But uh, um, came up talking to my friend Don about uh, how we think about building armies and and how we think about building a collection about armies. And I think um, I've seen both of the two of you not use this principle, and I'm interested to hear your thoughts. Um, what I with the this long setup was uh, I built a Space Marine army that doesn't have any duplicate units, mm. right? There's not a single duplicate unit in the whole army. Uh, now, technically, you could split some units in two and make them duplicate units, but I feel like that doesn't count at that point. Mm -hmm. uh, you know. Uh, go ahead, Jack. Well, you got some <laughs> um, on that one, and, and well, and basically the the goal was one: I get bored painting the same thing over and over again. So you know, and especially when they're Space Marines, they're already ninety nine percent of the same, regardless of what unit they are. Mm -hmm. um, 
but two, like, yeah, you know, like, okay, I have two different kinds of jump troops, and yes, they're slightly different, they fulfill slightly different roles, but they are kind of interchangeable, you know, or whatever, like... <laughs> yeah. Well, I, I, I can give a thought on that. So I, I definitely sometimes follow that line of thinking and sometimes mm -hmm. fail to follow that line of thinking. Um, and I, I guess I'll start with the, when I'm doing what you did in that case, mm -hmm. when I'm approaching an army from like a collector standpoint, like if there are cool models and they're neat units and I'm starting it or even expanding the existing army, I kind of want to a not get bored. So I want to get like the variety. I want to have all the different models and I want to like kind of know that I might be able to sustain myself through painting it and I just get bogged down with like the endless duplication to do that exact point. And mm -hmm. I feel like if I start with all the kits, but not like 50 of the same kit, I'm more likely to do that. And mm -hmm. so I, I do go that way. I also have a very sort of long view that Games Workshop is going to rule shuffle all the stuff that was terrible to be great and great to be terrible. And, and you know, we've seen that a hundred times where you do lean in to like 15 of the, the, the obliterators or like, you know, a whole lot of one thing and its number comes up or its number goes away. And all of a sudden your theme is kind of like either trash or weirdly exalted. And it's, it's just not as fun to like do that immediately. That being said, I'm not immune to the other side of the equation where sometimes I'll sit there and I'll say, oh, I have this great idea for a list. And, you know, it's really cool. It's themey. It seems fun. But I like willfully ignore how much my eyes are going to start running down my face when I try to like deal with like the duplication of a unit. A, a pretty good example of this is my themed zombie army. Had a blast putting together. I do aspire to paint it with an airbrush once I get that going. But the block of 180 zombies is very monolithic and monotonous looking to me. And I, I do find that to be a good emblematic example of why we don't do this most of the time. Yeah. <laughs> no, and uh, I feel like uh, uh, Jack, uh, our friend uh, Ian, uh, we won't dis decide which one. Um, how many times has he, uh, you know, come in right at the last minute with, you know, chasing some meta build of, oh, I've got uh, eight of those new Space Marine ATVs that came out. Aren't they the new hotness? And now, and then they go up thirty points each, and now that's not a list anymore. Exactly. Then they're consigned yeah. to a bin or given to friends, and it's just like the most Sisyphean thing you've ever seen. Heartbreaking. Unless you're getting the free models, in which case it's pretty good. <laughs> That's true. I've definitely been on the on the winning end of that of that deal. Uh, definitely. A of times and <laughs> he's a. Uh, <laughs> yeah. I think uh, for me, I I generally follow the uh, to to stay on the 40k analogy, the the goat boy way of playing things. I mm -hmm. usually, um, if I like one unit and I like the style of play of one unit. I'm going to have like 15 of them screw the rest of the book. Um, <laughs> like, yeah, I, I like dragon ogres. I, they, they may not be good, um, but I'll find well, a way. Right to make now them they're good. very good, but well, yeah, they yeah. became good. <laughs> yeah. Well, when you, when you start with them, they may not be good. They may be really good. But uh, for me, it's more like, is the style of play going to be something that speaks to me? Um, and like having variation, I just expect myself to have very vari variation over time. Like, so if I, um, I guess my way of jumping into it, right, is um, I've already picked 
that kind of style that I want to play. I've already looked at the rules that I want to play. I've already, um, before going and purchasing assembled lists and been like, okay, this could be really fun. It may or may not be fun, uh, in practice. Um, as I found out with my, uh, twin screaming bell list, uh, but like the, uh, the, my, my general thing is like, okay, am I going to have enough to play these units like fully to the fullest extent that I, fullest extent that I want to play them. And like mm-hmm. going back to like the chaos Knights list, right. I want five units is, of chaos Knights and fantasy chaos Knights for everybody at home. Oh yeah. Yeah. yeah we're, we're <laughs> off of, chaos Knights. Yeah. We're off of 40 K. Yeah. Like I want to be able to, I want to be able to lean into the style of play that I want to play um and that can be at at the expense of either competitive play or um or collecting you know variation as long as i can play what i want to play then i'm not really concerned about you know having um multiple different units um or even like having to paint all of them like um for me i think batch painting is probably one of the most zen things that i can do I can just turn on an album, like listen to whatever new music has come out lately, listen to a podcast, listen to documentaries and just get through the one layer that I want to paint on, you know, 25 nights. Right. Um, and then move on to the next thing. And the, the, the bonus of that is like, I'm not expecting anything more than I've like put into it. Um, like I expect that one unit to, you know, gain in strength or lose in strength as time progresses, but I don't have to go suddenly get any more. <laughs> I don't have to worry about, you know, getting them later if they suddenly like rise in utility, which means they become rare exactly when I want them, Sure, you know? Um, and I don't have to worry about like books changing because like in the end, okay, I've got everything that I want to play this army as I want it. Um, and then like, if it needs tweaks, yeah, I can go out and buy that, you know, fancy, uh, I don't know, chaos war shrine or whatever to like help yeah. out in certain areas. But like the core of everything that I want is taken care of. So, uh, and I, this is maybe a, a long analogy, uh, and I'm going to apologize to our listeners because it's a 40k one, but it, it has to do with the long tail of the game. And I we did I did play quite a bit more 40k before Age of Sigmar came out. Um, but I remember back in the day, and I think I have I've always thought that these were better. This was a unit that was better than it actually is, which is the Space Marine Land Speeder. Mm-hmm. And I probably have some deep embedded memory of being 12. And just getting my absolute ass handed to me by my friend's land speeder because it was the only vehicle either of us had. Yep, good old starter set. You know, um, and just getting absolutely destroyed by that thing. So I've always liked them and I always thought they were really cool. And I don't think they've ever been especially good. Um, but I remember trying to double down on them and like really make land speeders a thing and just getting frustrated and giving up. And, uh, what you're saying is that I should have doubled down again. So quadrupled down in this analogy and just gone. Well, I I guess, I guess my, my thing is, um, you know, I get to the limit of like what you can do legally in the game. (laughs) So if you double down on, you know, like eight, 
uh, land speeders or whatever, then you wouldn't be able to do it. Um, currently, no, no, 40k had, is the dumbest rules where yeah. they like limit you to three of like certain units. Um, I in that case, I would buy three of that unit. Sure, um, and this was this was well before any of that stuff existed. But oh, you know. I know exactly what you're talking about. You're talking yeah. about the old Dark Eldar versus uh, Space Marine box from Third Edition that came out. I remember Classic. that being the only vehicle anybody yeah. would ever run across. The Black Templar box, right? It's like they're running mm-hmm. out. Of, yeah, you know? yeah I remember good. it being a Black Templar. That must yeah. have been exactly where they got it. Yeah. You know, I, I'll say that I, I totally get that. You know, kind of how those early experiences form it, but I also kind of subscribe to Matt's doubling down in terms of the gameplay sometimes because there is a weird feeling, at least I get, when I have the one of the cool unit, and I really want to like explore the theme. Like, I, I'm thinking how awesome it would be if I could just like punch through the wall of resistance by having some redundancy with that unit. Yeah, <laughs> like maybe like to the land speeder example. Yeah, maybe one they can isolate. But what if there were like eight? It's crazy. They're everywhere. You know, maybe that's like the experience you were chasing. Mm-hmm. Um, and of course, no, and I made it to like three and then gave up, you yeah. know, because your dedication had been stronger. I know. I just, I wasn't as strong willed back then. I didn't realize what this game would mean to me. It's, uh, I mean, it's fair. The, the great thing about like that mentality though, is like, you can do that over time. Like mm-hmm. the, like, the the Black Knights list is a perfect example. Like I already had a bunch of other um, old vampire count models that I had converted up, and was just slowly building up to where I wanted to go. Um, I already had I think it was four units of Black Knights. My goal was six unit of five Black Knights, um, and even then, like I've realized I've gone over the limit of what I want to do because the play play style has presented itself since i had the base and was like okay well i want two more black knights let's just you know we'll have fun with this let's see what it does right yep and like i haven't in in getting that like core idea of how i want to play um i'm gonna have more fun i know that personally because it's like this is what i want to do not what everybody else is telling me what to do um and like then I also have backups if I want to kind of like move around uh, with lists. So like com- competitively, maybe, maybe not the best. Um, we'll see. I'm taking it to ECO uh, this weekend, which should be a lot of fun. This is, this is ECO, the sequel? Mm-hmm. Yes. Uh, part right. du. Part uh, du. So that should be fun. But like, you know, that could be our next episode, guys. That could Valiant be victories or defeats of the Black Knight Legion. Yeah, we'll we see. Know. We'll see what a uh, thirty Black Knights does. <laughs> because why the hell not? You know, um, I don't know. I and and I feel like we should we should leave it on that cliffhanger. Yeah, I think that's that's exactly right. We're trying to make these digestible for our listeners. So um, next um, time, da 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 da. All in. All of his chips time. are down on Black Knights. <laughs> yeah, we'll see. I submitted the list. I got real scared. It's not Dragon Ogres. <laughs> Them Duke boys in a hell of a hornet's nest. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we'll see. Uh, we'll see. Yeah. Well, anyway, uh, thanks to everybody for listening. Uh, tune in next time, and uh, we'll see you then. Yep, yep, yep. Updates to come, and... Uh... We're always strikes last. Always strikes everybody. Last. Striking last. Yeah. You're not striking first, you are last, which is good to be the first. Yes. <laughs> we are last.